Discussing documentaries with Rick Walton and me, Matt Wills. Today we're doing Rick's favourite documentary maker, Louis Ferru. It's from his Weird Weekend series and it's called Looking for Love. That's season three, episode five. It's from the year 2000. He's aged well, I think, in 20 years. Louis Ferru's looking good, man. What do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think he has, but mind you, there is some elements because he's a young. He's only thirty during yes, this one, yeah, yeah. and he's a lot more jovial because he hasn't seen the shit yet. Right. You know what I mean? Now he's <laughs> he's just the Memphis Baptists haven't damaged him yet. Yeah, he's not. He's not sat and watched someone being euthanized. He's not looked in Jerry's eyes as he's watched his missus being pounded over the kitchen table. Yeah, like he is. He is not got PTSD just yet, so he's a little bit jovial in this one. He's like, this is he's what, real sarky sort. He reminds me of Data from Star Trek. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's oh, like nice, having, nice. Yeah, I like that. It's like having Data walking around going, hmm, but I wonder if you're telling the truth about that, sir. And you're like, God damn it, just just don't make it more awkward by asking me to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> but I... um. Right, let me finish the the blurb quickly. So it's provided by BBC iPlayer. The director was Katie Sexton. No other info. And here's the blurb. Louis visits Bangkok to meet the people behind the dating agencies that introduce Thai women to Western men. Now, it's a rainy spring day in England. It's bloody miserable outside. Oh, you, but you've got you've got tells that it's spring outside there because we've got gale force fucking. Oh, wind we've up got gale here, force like. winds too, but it, it's lovely, right? And we've got rainbows and lots of rain and grey skies. So it was quite a nice day. And then you went, uh, let's just watch this one. Why, Rick? Why did you pick this one? This one's hilarious. I love this one. It's partly hilarious. It's partly disturbing. I think it was really funny. I had to go through iPlayer and it says you've got 26 documentaries by Louis Theroux. You go through all of them and it's just like, nah, I want a weird sex one. I've got to type in <laughs> looking for love. It's not even on his list of, his weird weekends wasn't on the list of like the actual serious documentary work. He's just like, nah, I want to see the old guy who keeps on yelling at this. <laughs> Because this, the two main people in this one are just—it's brilliant, fucking hell, man! I I had to keep stopping, jumping back, and go, what what did what did that dude just say? And like I said, Louis' sarcasm is way up there. He's a funny sort. Yeah, he he's a very funny he can't man. help but take the picture in this one. Yeah, he does. He he can't help it. There's even a bit in um, it where he says, uh, "Oh, I'll get really angry." Well, I've been winding you up. Have you? No, I'm winding you up. Oh, okay, all right. I, I I must admit I'm not a big Louis Theroux fan, but after watching this, yeah, I I I can see why you like him so much because I've only seen him from his later work. Really, I think he is literally the progenitor of shows like Peep Show, like The Office. I think people watch this and they see the uh, like sophisticated nuances, which is difficult to use the phrase sophisticated nuance around people like Lake Palmer, yes. but within. 
within their actions and the things they say, you see a real character development of like just little things that the way this guy holds a cigarette during the show tells you so much about this embassy going, working men's clients. You know what I mean? You know everything yeah. about, you know this guy. Everyone knows this. He's a friend of your dad's who fucking decides to yell at you when he comes down just to assert some kind of dominance over yeah, a yeah. nine-year-old in the living room. Like He does. He smokes I, like a man who was born in the 40s, Lake Palmer. Well, we'll get to Lake. We'll get to Lake because, believe me, we are going to be talking about Lake Palmer in some detail because he is up there for my top five people in a documentary. I was going to say, didn't you say a few episodes back that you think of Lake Palmer at least once a week? Um, I don't think it was him. There's a guy in Making the Murder. I have dreams about his life. Right, oh, okay. Who's who's not a main character. I'm sure you've mentioned Lake Palmer before. But I do think about him a lot. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Um, Maybe bi-weekly then, not, not weekly. When but- I'm gigging all the time, because I am nowhere near the level of theatres yet, which, you know, hoping to build this thing so you guys come out and hear me talk shit about documentaries. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Patreon. I'll walk into a... I'll walk into a gig and I'll see Nang Lake Palmers and be like, all right, I know what I'm dealing with here. <laughs> now, bear in mind, this was made two, two decades ago. It starts off and we meet a fella called Ronnie... Conrad, who runs a marriage agency, and he basically sets Thai women up with English men. I notice he doesn't set any Eng- uh, Thai men up with English women. That's a <laughs> that's a weird imbalance. Because well, even from the off, Louis starts by saying like thousands of Western men travel to Bangkok with the hope of finding a Thai bride, and I'm here to discover why. Now, can you imagine if there was like just a town in England which a certain certain section of the world just came to to found like I don't know like if if someone just what if there was just a fantasy that if you went to Ipswich you'd come back with your perfect bride yeah, yeah. and they just flocked over every year to get an Ipswich woman. <laughs> just how just how fucking racist, even more racist Ipswich would be right now if I don't know pick a national if Icelandic people came yeah. over just to get a wife and take them away. Like the Pied Piper of Hamlin, they come over, flash their Icelandic passport, and all these women follow them onto the plane. Just, do, 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 do. <laughs> just a bunch of albinos going, there's just no one that can yell at you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Why do you want an English wife? I I like to be dominated. <laughs> so it's, it starts off, and again, the opening scene before the, like, the opening credits, like they're reading out some weird form where he says, it's like the form for the dating agency. If the weird guy, what's the weird guy in the hat called? Ronnie Conrad. Ronnie Conrad. If you haven't seen him, he looks like, you ever see the comic strip, Andy Cap? Yeah. Oh, good shout. Beautiful. That's two, like, two in one episode. You've nailed it. Looks exactly like that. And like, I'd love if Andy Cap did the shit that Ronnie Conrad did because they'd be <laughs> very different cartoon strips. Like, I think his is all about like boiling the spuds or something during an episode, not what this creepy guy gets up to. Um, Ronnie Ronnie has a Thai wife and he's talking about his Thai wife and he said you know she's the sort of wife who doesn't have a headache even when she has a headache and he find out oh he's now divorcing her and he's got a new a new wife coming because he runs the agency right so effectively he gets first dibs because that's what it is right and it kind of it goes into like this weird 
rose tinted glasses of like women in the 50s yeah. is what it's, and again these are all men over the age of 40 past what you would call dating prime by yeah. like any shout and they're all born in the 40s and instead of just admitting that they're in bad shape they're not that good do you know what i mean they're not that appealing to the opposite sex they're like oh no women are what was the phrase he used um equality craze yeah women are more like men liberals women want to be men but also treat like men and you're yeah. just like is it is that what it fucking is or is it because you're four foot nine and got a nose the size of me fucking leg yeah. like you wouldn't share your coke with him would you jesus i found this watching this a really uncomfortable watch i've spent a bit of time in thailand and i met an older guy so he was a 70 year old man who met and married a 35 year old woman and it wasn't like he wasn't like these people in this film. He was the loveliest fella. She was younger than both his kids, so both his kids had a problem with it. Um, she was really, really nice. And she and he said, look, I've bought a house. It cost me 20 grand. We're going to grow old in this together. I'm going to be dead in the next five to 10 years. She gets a house. I get someone to nurse me through death and a companion. And I'll be honest with you, they were really good mates. We spent the whole day together. We went and watched... Um, a snake show. We went on the piss. We hung out in his house, which was one of the nicest houses I've ever been into in my life. It was stunning. And she was lovely. And she didn't have a problem with it. And I asked her, I went, what's, what's all this about then? Because I was quite drunk. And she went, listen, he's going to be dead in 10 years. And me and my family get a house. And she goes, plus, he's a really oh, nice guy. He's a genuinely nice guy. Guess. Come on. When you're like, oh, how's the relationship going? Well, he's going to be dead in five years. So then, but you know, I get a, me credit fucking balance shit. Like this is... That's, but there was a transactional honesty about it. But I think that's the thing people are fascinated with in the documentary, where it's just like, you know, love, emotions and feelings aren't transactional. Um, That's not a route to, like, happiness. That's just, I, you know... I think they are partly. Because you... For your partner, right, you have to offer certain things. So you for your for your lass, you offer, you know, humor, love, kindness, all of that. That's a <laughs> but it's true. It's a, it's a great thing of saying that the best things in life are free, really, <laughs> isn't it? Because because you don't know how long that edit must have been before the post between my saying <laughs> for your lass. You um um <laughs> That was seamless. There wasn't even a dun 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 on that fucking one. Um, no, but when I met my missus, uh, we we've spoke about this a few times, and she said I was partly attracted to the fact that you were reasonably financially solvent, right? She said you spent money on clothes. That meant you had money. She went. That was quite attractive. Now she actually earned more than me, and she always has done. But she was like, yeah, it was attractive that you knew how to earn money. That was attractive to her. Yeah. Some stuff is transactional. I can't imagine the amount of women that have been disappointed in a few weeks down the line when they realise all my nice clothes come in a bin bag from a friend <laughs> who has a spending problem. <laughs> I just thought he lost a lot of weight recently. No, no, this is just, it's an XL, but you know, it's cold. And what am I going to do? Wash something? <laughs> but I reckon if mine and your missus could have fast forwarded to the 12 years that we've all been together... They would have gone, okay, I'm out. Yeah, this transactional stuff, it ain't enough. He's not transacting enough for me. Um, but that's what I'm saying. 
I don't think there's any of that. I think if a relationship works, it works. And the, oh, there's, there's rose-tinted glasses with all this stuff because everything happens within the moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, you're going through life together. You can't go in 10 years' time, that's nice that this is going to happen because life doesn't yes. work yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So it's about how you develop and evolve together. And if you enjoy each other's company, that's, you know, half the battle. I like the fact you've got in relationship, it's a battle. <laughs> and half of it's won. Nah, we don't argue. We never argue at all. For a very good reason. I know I don't have any trump cards to hold back. <laughs> we we may argue for as long as she would like to argue, but it's kind of like if you do... Do you ever see when Muhammad Ali was doing those charity <laughs> matches with Richard Pryor and he's just messing around, but he's letting you know. Like, just remember. He's still a tiger. Well, he could still take your head off if he wants to. Like, we had a... It was a birthday recently. I don't know if this will stay in, but I find this funny. Right, so it was a birthday coming up recently. Now, I am financially decimated. Like, I, I I, am currently, I think I'm borrowing money to buy vape oil in the near future. <laughs> and that vape oil may have to go in the air fryer. So, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, so a birthday was coming up. So I have to fucking manufacture ways that things are nice. Do you know what I mean? So for the week build up to a birthday, I just stopped cleaning. I didn't clean anything. I just let everything sort of slip away. And then on the day of a birthday, I cleaned everything up and it looked amazing for when I coming downstairs. And it was a big surprise and it was lovely that I did that. <laughs> but I, <laughs> like a game of Jenga, I had to remove something first. <laughs> oh, mate. Um... <laughs> oh, which leads me to my point, sorry. I was making a point of this, which is, which is why, which is, why I love documentaries like this or seeing people like that because you can watch it together and we both internally go, we don't have it so bad. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But all the way through, right, I, I think I made this note five or six times. This is an uncomfortable watch. And then the next note was, this is a really uncomfortable watch. I just found these men are just creepy, right? He was that, um, Ronnie Conrad, he was, do you know, um, is it Terry? Do you know Terry Thomas from the Carry On films? Oh, hello! And he's got the gap in his teeth, and he smokes with a cigarette holder. And they were all like that. Yeah. They were all that creepy level that I just, ooh, I just. They are, it's, they're all a character act that they've never been challenged. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm this well-to-do person, but since they're in a foreign country with money in a low-income area, no one can really challenge them. You can go around with a fucking cravat and a daft hat because no one's going to say yes, anything yeah, to them. Right. Like, do you know what I mean? People are in abject poverty just because you're fucking riding around in a golf cart. Like, yeah, you yeah. get away with being who you want to be. That is the that is the cis, straight, white male equivalent of um, being in drag. <laughs> <laughs> it is completely, like, just full confidence. Yeah, I, the guy was... That was weird. What, what did he say? I fell in love on the spot. It took her longer, about three hours. That was Ronnie with his new wife. Yeah, Ronnie's new wife. And goes, yeah, it was interesting, really, because he actually came in to enroll. And he's like, there's a fucking surprise, Ronnie. Didn't expect yeah. you to be dipping your hand in the fucking jar in this. So her mother brings her in to enroll at the age of, what, 19, 21? 21. 21. Because 19 uh, would be wrong, he said. You're 55, son, and you're not Mick Jagger. 
Because Mick Jagger's married. He's 77. He's married a 27-year-old, isn't he? That's fucking wrong as well, Mick. And I quite like the Rolling Stones. Yeah. Mick Jagger's no different to this Conrad. In fact, Conrad, not Conrad, what's his name? Ronnie Conrad is actually better than Mick Jagger. And that's saying something, right? Where you're like, well, because that's how he sleeps at night, Ronnie Conrad. As well as next to a, a, a Thai wife. You know, he's there. Well, at least I'm not as bad as Mick Jagger. That's how he justifies his existence. Because, uh, yeah, he says, she came in the office and I fell in love on the spot. And uh, for her, it took about three hours. Three hours? Three hours. I wonder Around, why. And her mum's outside. And after two hours, we turned the lights off. And Louis just disgusted looking at him like, you did what? And it's just like, yeah, we turned the lights off and got closer in the office. Like how you must know working in the office, what that light going off signifies. Just how yeah. dead you must feel inside. Every time you hear that click, you're like, ugh. <laughs> He's been married four times. Yeah, there's another one I'm not getting an admin fee for. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we meet Lake Palmer. And the second he said his name, the little bells went off in my head of, hang on, Rick's mentioned this dude before. So Lake Palmer is from Great Yarmouth. I love him. <laughs> I don't know why he did this show, but I'm so glad that he did. I don't know why none of them did this show. Why would he's, you? He's, Was it a different so time in 2000? Because, again, TV shows were showing once, and if you hadn't heard of the TV show, you're like, who's going to see it? I get this amount of money. You know, maybe my story's worth telling because you haven't seen people on these shows making an idiot of themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. So they feel like they're in the fucking Frost Nixon. Like, <laughs> like they, they think it's their moment because he's a singer. He, get, he belts out some tunes during this. He's damn sure once he let you know yep. he sings. But he's so intense. He doesn't stop. So intense. Doesn't stop smoking. Like he's always invading personal space. Like this fifty-six-year-old beetroot red. Like I had an alcoholic history teacher, Mister Farnish, looked just like him. Like right. just, just beetroot. Yeah, he just knew. Like he always looked like he had just screamed at someone for how they parked. <laughs> like that's Lake Palmer, right? Because he had anger issues. Because because he's from Great Yarmouth, Lake Palmer. I got stitched up by a prick from Great Yarmouth for eight grand. I instantly disliked Lake Palmer. The minute he went, I'm from Great Yarmouth. And he had that twang to his accent. I also met my missus there. So there's loads of reasons. Like my... <laughs> just all my alarm did, bells did, are going off. Like, fucking did you Great spend, Yarmouth. It, did you spend eight grand on buying your missus yeah. from Great Yarmouth? <laughs> and I found out it was only meant to be five. Stitch of can. Fucking done me. He proper ripped me off as well. It was, it was just incredibly embarrassing. Um... But the first thing he says from the office is like, get to the goes, I'm 56. I'm very much alone. I need someone to calm me down. (laughs) (laughs) If someone has a go at me, I destroy them. Verbally. Verbally. But they don't mess with me. (laughs) If he was a dog, he'd be wearing a yellow collar, one that says, don't touch, reactive dog. Right? He's that sort of bloke. He's got the... He needs one of those, and then like he shows you the the uh, the list of questions he asks all the applicants to be his wife, and he's just and one of the things that goes, I have a car, brackets paid for, <laughs> <laughs> and he's not going through the Roddy Conrad agency, uh, he's going through another guy. He had, you know, it was the two thousands, right? But this bloke was from the eighties because he was wearing an eighties tie. Did you see it? It was just fucking dreadful. It was the sort of thing I was wearing in the 80s and then got rid of in the 90s. Because the guy's like, uh, uh, Lake, if you remember, don't 
touch the ladies. <laughs> They really don't like it when you do that. You you know your client's a problem. When when you put that out as a warning, this guy's a fucking wrong one. Yeah, this guy this guy's a bit too uh, touchy feely in Bangkok. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just like uh, Louis goes, "You like to touch people, don't you?" He goes, "I do, I do like to touch them, Louis." Yeah, that's. There's going to be. I think I'm going to repeat everything Lake Palmer says in this episode. By the way, I right, fucking okay. love it. Well, so I'll get his transcript for you. He goes, English women want to be men, but treat like women. And, and Louis goes, you don't think some women in England will be shocked at what you're saying here, uh, Lake? And he says, let them be. It'll ch- maybe change the behaviour. <laughs> <laughs> It'll wake them up a bit. Um, other cultures. So in Thailand, right? You shouldn't show the soles of your feet because it's rude. But it's okay to pimp your daughter out to a man who's 40 years older than her. That's okay. Just don't show your fucking feet, all right? Let's get it. Let's get the balance right. Do you know that nugget of information because of a HSBC advert 10 years ago? Oh, no, you're told that in Thailand. When you put, If you put your feet up, um, you're told straight away by Thai people. They come over and tell you. Because I've done it. I've been told off by Thai people for showing the soles of my feet. It's incredibly rude. Wow. Yeah, yeah. But... I didn't know, you know. I could have bought a woman, though. <laughs> I mean, you can have me daughter for <laughs> just 300 euros. but <laughs> show you their feet. If you take them shoes off, young man, we're going to have a problem. Lake Palmer took the first woman he met. So they meet in the office, and she comes in, and he's looking like he's at the DMV. Do you know what I mean? Just waiting for, <laughs> just waiting for someone to come over with some forms. This lady's brought in with an interpreter. And she can't even look at him. He's like, he's like, his his face is on her shoulder, talking in her face, and she is just staring <laughs> straight ahead at the interpreter. But he was so intense. I've got a bedroom. You can live he there. He does not give her the option. He does not give her the option of having her own room. He goes, uh, oh, it's awful. It's, it's a three. It's a three bed, lovely terrace flat. Um, uh, there's one bedroom, second bedroom for your son, and we can make the third into an office. But it's when he turns around. <laughs> So the first thing he says to us, he goes, married twice, brokenhearted. And he does the hand gesture. Woman ran off <laughs> with other men. When the cats away, mice will play. That won't happen again. <laughs> Internally, the Thai woman, her alarm bells are like, whoop, whoop, whoop. And you will notice this when when Lake Palmer's on the screen. Watch a Louis Theroux documentary. Okay, watch any single one. When Lake Palmer's on the screen, the screen is his own. Louis steps the fuck back. He's just like, I don't need to even do anything here. He is just money. Because he is not on camera for a good, if it's a 40-minute documentary, he's not on camera for a good 10 minutes because he's just like, yeah, let him crack on. Because <laughs> the first question he asks the interpreter goes, is she a good cook? <laughs> Can I hold her hand? No. Nope. There was no hesitation in that answer. Are you sure about that? And yes, we're sure. Let go of the hand. He's got a handwritten note of what he decided to say to her to woo them. And he's just like, I love to love. I need to be loved. You are." And then Lawrence comes over to give him a phone. He goes, not now. <laughs> Listen. <sighs> Sorry there. He's, he's ruined that. I've, I've forgotten where I was. 
And it's just like that. Have I told you about my car? Did I mention the car and then it's paid for? Right, right. we can skip on you that. See him, you see him. You see him scanning the sheet, going in the car, the box room. Both wives cheated on me, <laughs> and you're a flower. Yeah, you are, you are a flower to me. It's brilliant. It's absolutely. It is the office without it being intentional. Like, and it is intentionally funny because Louis knows what he's interviewing. But it's just this this person just on his own just makes it just five star TV for me. I fucking I find him hilarious from the off. Well, even Louis said to him, "You are really intense." Was I? Y- yeah, you were. Like, you need to dial it back a bit. When Louis Ferru is telling the main protagonist of the thing, "Just ease up, son. Where we are? You're making yourself look a dickhead, mate." Okay, Louis, I'm going to listen to you. Thanks for the heads up. Cheers, Louis. You'll edit that out, won't you, Louis? Oh yeah, Lake. Don't you worry, mate. We know because the arrogance of him, he doesn't even think he's doing anything wrong. He's just like, to him, this is just how he procures women. So he says all this. He does a speech about how she's a flower and he needs love. She still hasn't looked at him since she walked in. And he just goes to the interpreter. Now, I know it's quick, but what does she think of that? <laughs> <laughs> well, and they go to a restaurant for a date. Now, did I get the name of the restaurant right? <laughs> Was it called Cabbages and Condoms? Yes, it was. That's what the restaurant was called. Why? You must have Googled that. I haven't Googled it, but that was exactly what it was called because there was a poster in the back with the the King of Condoms. I I don't know if condoms is like a different word in Thailand because they do sometimes just pick an English word to stick into a restaurant. Like there's, I saw on John Oliver once, there's places that have like the Adolf Hitler Chicken Ranch because they just picked a famous name. And it's a, um, it's like a KFC, but they don't realize oh, okay. that Hitler's yeah, like, yeah. you know, who Hitler is. They just went, yeah, he's he's high up on Google. <laughs> well, it's like sellotape in Australia was called Durex, and Jasper Carrot used to do a whole thing about it. Was it Jasper Carrot? Oh, yeah. yeah. That sounds like yeah, yeah. a carrot. So, um... But he turns to the interpreter and goes, does she mind if I hold a hand on the street? And then he goes, ba da ba 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 uh, she might. <laughs> anyway, I'll tell her, tell her, tell her, forget it, forget it. I won't, I won't. And it's 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 his hand. It's, I've I've been around this person with the way he talks and the, the way he wants to present himself, as opposed to like how he's perceived. It's just I don't know. It's it's like a Picasso painting to me. I can stare at it all fucking day long, especially from a distance and not have to talk to him. Yeah, I I found it creepy after after the date with uh, this woman who he was full on for. Right, he was full on. Louis said to him, so uh, do you think she was the one, Lake? Well, I've got to give the others a chance, haven't I? <laughs> You're cocky, aren't you, one. Lake? Is that- <laughs> well, I've paid to meet five. <laughs> <laughs> and I've told Lawrence, if I don't meet five, we're going to have an issue. He knows me, he won't mess with me, you see. <laughs> he, he, he'll do what I want because I tell him to do it and I have status. I've marked his cards. But like when he's saying goodbye to her and he's shaking her hand, but he's holding onto her hand and like leaning into her face. Like I had bosses that did that with female members of staff at this country. This is like an age where like on paper, if you went, oh, he shook my hand and said, I hope I have a nice time. But off paper, I think any fucking woman that's been in that situation is like, I do not want to be left in the room with this guy. What was that TV show on a Friday night? Euro Trash. Are you old? Oh, do yeah. you remember Euro Trash? Shaky hat. Mr. Shaky, shaky hand, hand man. man. Yeah, yeah. He's the precursor to that, Mr. Shaky Hand Man. Um, that boss, it, it, this is a funny one. So for the Christmas party, they had all these daft awards, like who turns up late and then this and that. 
and then they um they had a best cleavage award. I mean, this is like two thousand and what twelve, twenty twelve, maybe. Yeah, that's not okay. Be- <laughs> yeah, best cleavage award, and they uh, it was there was a split, so two people shared it, and it was a, a Polish girl who was overjoyed to receive this award, and it was an English girl that was fucking horrified. And then you could see when the English girl clicked it, is this why they were calling me into the office? <laughs> because, like, the day before, they just kept on going, can you send such and such to the office for a second, please? We need to have a word with her. And they were literally in, like, just called her in to look at her fucking tits and be like, hmm... Well, I think Maria's got a beat here. <laughs> send Big Barry back in. Let's have one more check of Big Barry. Yeah, just for the um, and then lastly on that one, she's just Louis like, oh, so you held her hand? Oh, she held my hand, and he went, yeah, but you pressured her into that lick. <laughs> and Lawrence Lynch was called the Dream Weaver by Louis. He was over the moon at that, wasn't he? What do you want in an ideal husband? Kindness, good looking, good money, good job. Okay, yeah, because Louis signs up, yeah, to uh, to, to Conrad's to interview people. It was just the, again. I, it was just disturbing to watch that. Um, yeah, Ronnie Conrad. He was just. They were all disturbing. Ronnie Conrad, Lake Palmer, and it, that Lawrence Lynch, who was the same as Ronnie Conrad. He, if it was just him, you'd go fuck me. That geezer's creepy. But the other two, their creepiness was so high that Lawrence Lynch looked like the good guy, <laughs> even though he was buying and selling flesh. You can't be shocked that the Thai bride industry is a tad creepy. Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think you can. I was shocked. This is living proof. I wasn't shocked at all. Oh, I was no, I was shocked. That was just beyond creepy. Your friend was in an office like that, talking about how he was he is a flower and he has a flat and fucking Plymouth and doesn't want to come back with her. <laughs> all right, no matter how many drinks he bought you, listen to your fucking skydiving stories. <laughs> He still sat there and went, no, that one with the long hair. (laughs) (laughs) Thailand is a fucking weird place, man. It's weird. And then on the other side of that, it's really spiritual. I can go and live in a monastery in Thailand and work for them for free. And they'll give me room and board and feed me day in, day out. No problem. That sounds like a prison. It's, (laughs) It's a bit like that, but it's a, yeah, you but it's by choice, right? So you can come and go as you like. You've seen Rambo 3, Rambo 2. Yeah. yeah, same thing. What he's doing. That's what you'd be hoping for. If my job was to sweep up a monastery all day long and then get a bowl of rice at the end of it, I'd be like, I hope the military come and make me go to <laughs> Vietnam again because this, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this manager of mine. I can't believe Barry won best cleavage. Look at this. This I, is just not I on. I heard the gong the first time, you prick. I'm still sweeping. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know it was your dressing gown. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> I think Louis is part of the problem by highlighting it. What? Yeah, I was like, no, hang on, Louis. This is freaks your TV, man. Come on. Well, yeah, it was really part of the problem. But also, all these men who were born in the forties who were watching this, like, it was sixty years old see this on the BBC, and if they hadn't heard of that sort of thing, they were, fuck it, oh, I'm getting over there. Come on, John, let's go. And then suddenly it was almost a promo to bad men who didn't get how creepy it was. Because not everyone's going to understand how creepy it was. All right? It's an interesting tick. 
You're not on board with the Louis Theroux being the problem here. Louis Theroux brought Lake Palmer into me life. I've never learned how not to act more than seeing Lake Palmer for five minutes. If we do get Louis on the show, is that going to be your question? Uh, have you heard from oh, Lake Palmer? We're, have, we're having a 45-minute chat about Lake Palmer before we hit record. I'm like, Louis, I know we've only, we'll, we'll get you for 15 minutes, do a promo for us, but seriously, <laughs> what did you think? Because the next scene, he gets a call from Lawrence, that's the red cord, the fucked up Butlins yep. pimp, uh, who was setting Lake Palmer up, and he says, you got to get over here. Lake's got married. <laughs> you ever had a type of friend that even people who don't know that mutual friend they want to hear about what they're doing? Yeah. And it's instantly a bond. He's Lake Palmer is that to everyone that knows him. Like, What's that weird guy doing? He's went to Thailand, you know. Yeah. <laughs> He's been about nine about nine times has he been out looking for a wife, man. You should see him. Cause they go in and he goes to the hotel room after the wedding. And the first thing uh, Louis says, that was a bit quick, wasn't it? You proposed on the first date. Uh, and Luke Palmer literally goes, when you see a bargain, you don't let it get away. <laughs> so, and then you think that's that's almost terrible. He went, someone else might buy it. When looking at oh, it, I have bought this person. It must have been love. <laughs> it, it, it were the chemistry. It were a meeting the minds, you see. And then Louis goes to talk to her, like, and she's like, and she's pleasant. Do you know what I mean? She's very nice. Jed was her name. And uh, and then Luke comes back out of the toilets, and again, it's he's on such a high. He thinks he can turn anything into gold. This is why I'm reading his personality. As you know, when you're on stage and you hit like you get a few applause breaks for stuff you wouldn't normally get applause breaks, and you just hit everything just right, and you went, yeah. What about these chairs? They look like. <laughs> You know, and they're like, "What?" And you're like, "Okay, I'll stick to me stuff, don't worry." Because <laughs> he then comes out because he's obviously just found a candle in the bathroom, and he comes out with this big long candle on a fucking saucer and went, "I give you my flame. I love me never die. I need you. I want you. Okay." <laughs> And she's just got to hold this fucking candle on a saucer. Now, I got my missus a candle for her birthday. But, I'd never noticed it was creepy before. But seeing but, Lake Palmer do it... But I'm the like, way oh, he shit. does it, like a child who's been pushed forward in a school play going, I got you this to symbolise our love. I didn't just find the free soap in the bathroom. This is this is fate. <laughs> and it's, it's when he then goes... He's putting a cigarette and lighting his mouth. And at the same time, he's lighting the cigarette. He's like, we all want it now. <laughs> <laughs> He even does the joined fingers, doesn't he? We are one. Just to prove what we are. Here, you can't yeah, break us one. apart. We are we are we are a whole. Me and you intertwined. And if you ever leave me like these other two <laughs> <laughs> He was a he was just creepy, man. He was creepy. And then that is And then it finishes, right? And it went That's the end. How it's quick a short did it go? That is super quick, yeah. I really enjoyed watching it, as uncomfortable as it was. Really, really quick. Fun. I like the end credits with the silhouette of Louis moving because he's he's the opposite of me. He's like 70% legs. And he's just doing a, a crazy dance like they did in the in the 2000s. And 2000 doesn't seem that long ago, but that, that felt dated to me. It feels like that once, once that country hopefully lifts up, out of a bit of poverty, these people are going to be rounded up and fucking prosecuted or something. Do you know what I mean? Because there is, there's like the way they set it up, even like the agencies are fucking awful. So they say they have A women and B women. 
which is like, um, yeah. if, have I ever told you about working for Hollister? No. So if you go for a How job at Hollister. How did you get Hollister, a job for Hollister? Well, I didn't, but this oh. is going to tie into it. So you, um, it's, it's popular with students working in Hollister. And there was a job that I was kind of tempted to go for because I'm like, that place never, it's too expensive to be busy. Do you know what I mean? So when you go for a job interview at Hollister, they take a photograph of you. And then they ring you up and they'll ever say that what you're there working during the day or will you work in the back shop at night? <laughs> oh shit. What did they offer you? It, uh, no, I didn't get as far as going to it because I knew I'd be night shift in that gig. <laughs> no, I'm not that fucking dumb. Because <laughs> my whole thing was, I don't know if you ever saw back in there, Hollister used to have this guy for his top off in the front. I was like, I could stand there just <laughs> in there if you want jeans. <laughs> What you're saying is, is you're a, a C person. You're not even A or B. Yeah, you're a yeah. C. Well, would you like to deliver the jeans to the store, but leave them outside so that people don't think you're associated with them? So yeah, so I had a whole like I have about ten friends apply for them, and a uh, few of them found out they they're not sevens. <laughs> yeah, that's a wheat, wheat from the um, chaff. And then so, so yeah, so that's uh, they have a funny thing like you know at the end of a movie when they say what happened next. So they got a still of Ronnie. And he was married for eight days before he separated with the 21-year-old. Great eight days, though. I bet yeah. it was great. Four of them were brilliant. A lot of broken vases in the second four. Because it must be very a lot of pressure in a relationship where it's like, I literally have a queue of you in my office every day. <laughs> like This little scumbag. And then you say, Lake went home. He, Jade applied for a visa. And they say they are very much in love. I hope it all worked out. We should have Googled it, but I just I felt a bit... Shall we have a quick... Let's have a quick peek. I already have, young man. Oh, lovely. Would you like to know what happened? I do. That's, that's all I want to know. They stayed together until Jade unfortunately passed away in 2016. No. What happened to her? Don't know. She passed away in 2016. You've got to find that documentary. <laughs> There's pictures of them later on. Yeah. Stayed together. Lake Palmer found someone that... Calm them down. Fucking awesome. Oh, so it works then. All oh, right. So then my story of that guy I met and his missus. Unless he killed her. That's a documentary I want to see. Oh, he if he killed, killed yeah. her, I want that true crime. We've seen too many documentaries that we suddenly think the, the worst. Why would you want to come to... I've been to Thailand. Why on earth would you want to come to England? I've heard it's beautiful, one of the women said. And Louis looked at her and went, yeah, someone's fed you a load of shit, mate. It's beautiful for about three days a year. The rest of the time, it's grey and fucking miserable. Yes, this guy who's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth while he's lighting another cigarette. That's what England is. And all these times travelling, all these gigs, I've always just heard one day I'd walk into a service station and just hear that voice going, what are you talking about? The 25p in Tesco's? What, what's the markup with these? And I'd be like, it's him. Go back to the car, get your autograph book. Mate, don't, don't talk to me like that, Sonny. Sonny, don't, don't give me that attitude because I know what I'm talking about, all right? I'm sorry, love. I'm angry. There's some poor Thai uh, person trying to calm him down behind him. So he's been they on his own angry. for five years? Uh, apparently so. Unless he's passed as well. I don't know. They don't know if he... What happened to him? Well, that, that's that's the level of info I got to. He's, he's... Oh, okay. All right. That was a cursory Google. I was like, I'll be damned. She made it over. Fair play. Okay, well, good for them. Well, give us a score for this one then, fella. Yeah, I'm giving this a fun three point. No, four. I'm giving this a four. I love Louis. I must say, yeah, I'm, I'll give this a four. I really enjoyed this. I, I, 
as uncomfortable as it was, I enjoyed watching it. It went super duper quick. And just Louis is funny. He's very funny, very dry. I like that. My dad's dry. So, uh, yeah. Well, I was finding funny watching this. You went through a phase of buying something from every documentary we got. I don't think Matt's got got enough room in his house for this. I'm not going to show you my search history, Richard. (laughs) (laughs) What's it? When I went to, um, this is the last thing I'll say on it, I went to uh, Amsterdam for Buddy a few years back. And uh, the next day, I get a text off our last saying, uh, I had a dream that you went to a prostitute last night. And I text back saying, wow, you dreamt that I had 25 euros more. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet. <laughs> yeah. Right, well, uh, thanks very much for downloading this episode. Say goodbye, Rick. Uh, goodbye, folks. Thank you very much for listening. And uh, yeah, we'll do more through ones. Any any suggestions on which Theroux wants to do? Uh, if you can chuck a review or any of that nerd... I don't like saying this stuff at the end because all what the nerdy kids do with backwards hats. Like, you know, like little what stuff will help this to do the right thing. That was uh, Rick Wharton, head of marketing for discussing documentaries. <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been established I don't run the Twitter feed. You don't get to speak to the fucking wizard. <laughs> Right, see you later. Set up.